Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Bonjour, salute. Ah, oui, oui, merci. Ah, oui, oui. Oh, mon chien, mon petit. Fuego. Are are you are you guys having a a Joy Oaks Newell uh, on this Halloween <laughs> Eve? Oh, wee 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 wee. Oh my um, gosh. Okay. Well, nameless. No, that's not how it starts. <laughs> that's not how it starts. No. First, there's an intro which starts now. Welcome to Nameless Best Friends. My name is Paige. I'm Beth. And I'm Jack. Yeah. And so on this show, we do Hallmark movies. We chit-chat about Hallmark movies and other insipid delights. And today it's both. It is a movie called as the uh, voiceover artist on Hallmark Channel kept pronouncing it, Joyeux Noel. (laughs) She would be speaking completely normally and say, this Thursday, Will Sparks fly wins with on Noel. So we. Oui. Oui. It's also a, uh, it's a difficult thing to look up when you're doing research on it. Uh, we found because it's hard to spell. Uh, no, <laughs> because it, it it shares the name of a 2005 drama about the Christmas ceasefire in World War One. Oh my god! So that's not the one we're talking about. In case no. anybody came here expecting. Ugh wartime banter (laughs) (laughs) so uh, although that was a heartwarming story of the british and the germans having a truce for the day have you seen that movie no just it's what happened in real life okay (laughs) i would love a hallmark movie about that i think that would actually be great that'd be very good my god a hallmark movie about that let's let's change the subject before somebody suggests it as our patreon (laughs) well so um this movie, when a romantic painting of a Christmas market captures the imagination of copy editor Leah, she is sent to France with pragmatic reporter Mark to uncover the mystery behind the artist, starring J.C. Elliott and Brant uh, 
Daughtry. 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 I, that's not really the plot. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's, yeah. Um, so, anybody, any hot take tips to start? Well, I'd like to hear what you guys, because there's a lot and it'll all come up. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> I'd like to hear what you guys would call this movie if it were not Joya Noel. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. What would you like call it? Spelled with W's. Oh, oh, you that's your name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with W's? W. Menon. Menon. Oh, you I. Oh, you I. S'il vous plaît. Oui, oui. Oh, je suis un peu Okay. I'm just, I'm a turtle. That's what it is. Pourquoi non? Pourquoi non? What would you call it? When you gnome, you gnome. Yeah. That's a good one. A lot more gnome content than I expected in this one. There was. Definitely. No not promised. Yeah. No donkey songs. No donkey songs. So this this one starts off sprinting. Oh, yeah. Uh, right off the bat. Comes in hot. Yeah, right off the, right off the bat, we're being uh, read to by, by the lead um, in the same monotonous voice she will use for the rest. I was delighted to learn that this is not a movie with a voiceover, just with uh, with a reading section. Uh, yeah, a couple of reading sections. I love a I love a voiceover. I I you differ do? from you guys. Yeah, I like I like that as an opening very much. Period. Well, it's kind of like that claymation Christmas movie type thing, you know. It's in that. I don't have any idea what you mean by that. What? You don't? What? <laughs> no. Hey, Rudolph. So you know how there are some Island oh, of Misfit toys. Oh, that I would. That. Yeah. yeah does that have a voiceover? It might. It might not. But for lives. That, that, I think it does though. Yeah. For lives. Is that that's not is that Rudolph? Yeah, it is. Rudolph is the well. There I, are. I'm, a few I've of only those. seen it seven thousand times. Yeah. yeah, there are a few of those anyway, and it's like in that style. That's probably why I like that. That's probably why it appeals to me because I don't does, know. Does I, it's a Wonderful Life have a voiceover? I no, no. One of those. Well, it does. starts with God and and Clarence talking. Yes, yeah, that's what in I'm the remembering. S- the stars in the sky speaking to Actually, each other. And not. It's not a bad. It really is not a bad. Not a way. bad movie. <laughs> That's not a bad movie. We should talk about that sometime. <laughs> it's not a bad. I don't think it's a bad way. I think it, you can Look, you can you, you can do some fun stuff with that yeah. if you're introducing something intriguing. Yeah. This was not doing that. No. This was a ridiculous contention of a picture book for children. Hey, look. I actually I know that we're gonna save the. Do you like this movie till the end? But I'm getting the feeling you guys didn't like this movie. <laughs> Spoilers. I kind of did like this movie. Oh, good. Lord. Um. <laughs> I thought you would like it, Jack. Uh, I well, no, I I liked the painting, and I can't oh. explain myself. Well, okay, and I didn't like I the painting, with. and I thought that the painting shouldn't be part of it at all. It makes no sense. Skip the fucking well, ordinary. Looks like any well, other we'll get painting. There, we'll get there. This we'll is a there. very complicated movie, so I'm gonna try to to piece together the very the incredibly dense first minute and a half, mm-hmm. yeah. where the uh, our our lead uh, Leah is re- is reading a story. We find, although it's overshots of what will eventually happen in the movie, and um, her mom thinks she's getting a bit old. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's the first note I have. Is oh we've got a mean mom quote. You're not getting any younger. Followed by my further note. Yeah. Good God. So we find out that she's actually reading as she's reading from a storybook she's found in an antique store, which is the same storybook that she was uh, read when she was young by her obviously deceased parent, by her father, and by her mother afterwards. 
And this is a story that takes place in, and I did not, it's, uh, I think, Petit Marchand. I did remember. Uh, Petit Marchand. Petit Marchand, which means, uh, I think, like, little, little shop craftsman is what it is. Something of that sort. Anyway, it's Petit Marchand. There is a small market, and, and that's what the uh, storybook is explicitly about. Um, so now she she puts it down and she says, "Oh, I don't." Yeah, she wanna... used to read the story, and yeah, she said, "When Dad used to read it to me, and when he passed, someone else read the stories mm-hmm. to me. You did. You read them to me." <laughs> Almost accusatory. I, what is that? That was crazy. Yeah, someone else. Someone else read them. Why say that? But I think also, she... where were they in that scene? They it looked like they were in an estate sale at which they have yeah. no right to anything. No, like, it was why... confusing. I start. I, it seemed like they were in somebody's home at first until a lot of other people wandered around. I yeah. think it was an antique store. But yeah. they were. But they were also like it was filled with things that were relevant to her childhood. Well, yeah. so that's where we get into again why this is a tangled web. Yeah. Um. That she she uh, I think her mom suggests that she might want to buy that book or maybe it's, it's a lamp or who knows. But she says, "Oh, I don't want to get anything that's not on my list. I'm here for a jewelry box." So then she finds a <laughs> she finds a music box. Um, Same thing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, guess. I mean, th- th- then any box would do. But she finds a music box, and box Noel. Box Noel. It is one the first of many many MacGuffins, and she takes it. She takes it home uh, and finds out there's a journal in it, and nobody seems as stunned as they should by the fact that the journal recounts. The, the actual life of a real life person mm-hmm. who met his love at the Petit Marchand, which is the it's not just a different Christmas market in France, even it's the specifically the same one that was mentioned in the storybook. It's just but yeah, it's the the amount of coincidences are crazy. She's watching TV and there's a news story oh. going on about the art that you were discussing earlier. Uh, that yeah. art, you like it. Mm-hmm. Beth called it boardwalk art. Yeah. I think that painting has iPad face. <laughs> mm. The problem with it, yeah, it like it looks it's, it doesn't like look like it. Something. I don't know. I, I like the style of the brush. I don't know. I yeah, it's like an impressionistic city scene with like a girl in it. it I it's like fine. Cities. It's Whether, a legit style to like, but Yeah. It's fine. And well, like, I don't like the composition. The girl's like staring at the camera of the painter is a little weird. Well, it's got a vanishing point in the middle and then the pers- perspective is off cuz then she's in the center of it. Page is a painter. Yeah, well, don't get me started again. But um, again, the painting has iPad face. It looks like, uh, I don't even think I'm going to offend a painter who painted it because I think it was made with a program of some kind. Yeah, yeah filter. But <laughs> yeah, but the, it's the craziest coincidence ever because I watched the, Beth had already seen it, but I she rewatched it with me. Um, yeah, we really commit to these movies. Um, but that we were saying that should have been a flashback. It just needed to be. Many moons ago, she had bought this music box, found mm-hmm. this journal. Mm-hmm. She's watching this news thing, and then she's like, "Oh my god, that it's written! It, this person, that name, reminds me of this thing that I found in this crazy mm-hmm. box that I bought that was one time at this weird little sale." No, no but that I ver- say, wait, I say, skip the painting entirely. Yeah. I do there too. But if you're so gonna have be- it, you can find so many beautiful original oil paintings at you know garage sales and thrift stores yeah. and stuff like that 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 were never famous and that might be more interesting there was nothing remarkable about this it just looked like a knockoff of that style yeah. the whole town would never be captivated by it What's well, so even town. if it had been better even whatever it, it's if, the country the country oh my god 
Well, so it would have been, you know, even though it would have been better to just, you know, have her flashback to buying the box. Wait a minute. I've read this journal a thousand times. I recognize that F in the signet. No, we didn't even need that. Oh, no. And we so didn't much. need the stupid non-children's book. You know, we the doctor and the maid, the doctor, the doctor and who the maid. rides horses. Okay, I think we really need <laughs> we really need to lay this foundation because it is it is this movie just keeps keeps weaving. So mm-hmm. let me try to lay this out. It I just want to add there's an extraneous detail there that just just to confuse the viewer and boy does it work where they also <laughs> say that the jewelry box looks just like the one that she her dad made for her or gave her or something when she oh, was young yeah. and Why? that that has nothing to do with anything and it just serves to further complicate the heritage of all these items that are important to the plot so she happens to be opening the music box and finds the journal this happens to be happening while she's watching the news and the best part about that is that She's watching this news broadcast that is being covered by people, uh, by by the male lead and another journalist. And these, not only does this happen to be the newspaper that she works for as a copywriter, but these are the two people that sit to the left and right of her at work. (laughs) Uh, And she happens to be on the page in the journal that has the sketch of the same painting. Um, And so that's how she, and everybody, you know, they're revealing it uh, at this event and they say it's it's from post-war France. And nobody seems to know what post-war means. Uh, and Including we- me, because I had to wonder which war. Yeah, well, we thought, of course, that must be after World War II, but... That makes those people extremely old. So I still don't know which yeah. war. So it led us to a theory that maybe all of Hallmark is just post-World War Three, <laughs> And that's why everything is so nice, because everybody got their aggression out. <laughs> um, but so they, they see that, and then she goes into work at the news called The Post. And ta- and they have a you know a, a, a sit down circle like apparently they always do at the news where <laughs> they just can't think of anything to cover because everybody got their aggression out in the third world war yeah. so they can't think of anything to cover and they're like well there's this painting and I have this journal and so like yeah go to France so we could have skipped the storybook and the painting still she could have been we could if we had to have her mother in there and all of that exposition her mother could have been cleaning out the house to move maybe from the house that she grew up in yeah. and say well look what i found do you remember this so she's you cleaning. loved it when you were a little girl or yeah. you were fixated and by she it can be looking girl. through it and she can say yeah you know i always wondered dad and i used to talk about this Make like the, the last pages are missing story. how did it yeah. end yeah. whatever happened to this guy so she could say to this executive editor whatever it's called at a newspaper and say well, you know, I have an idea. I, I, it's a little weird, but I have an antique music box that had a journal in it with a love story that was incomplete. Maybe maybe we could find out how it ended. But the whole nation is already captivated well, that's true. by the painting. And in which they case, really want to know the story. It's a pretty obvious thing that they should cover it. Yeah. And and it's very true. confusing because somehow I apparently we find out later that all these objects were thrown into the snow at the same time. So somehow <laughs> they all ended up perfectly preserved and made it made their way over 70 years to these positions. Despite being made of very thin particle board, which Paige and I yeah. were saying we could totally feel it in our hands and I just know I can hear that it clap edge, shut. Mm, but I can hear yeah, but the edge of those, you know, the it, the glue doesn't hold it comes out, you spend your whole yeah. life trying to glue it back totally. together until you finally give up and throw it away. And I want to say one more thing. The mysterious symbol on the top, yeah. which is, of which much is made, yeah. first of all, of course, it's just two X's next to each other. So it's like, <laughs> that's not that creative. I think it looks pagan. It, mm, this whole actually, movie. and it, it also <laughs> yeah. reminds me of a rune. There is a rune yeah. that is that exact exactly. symbol 
um, upright instead. And I looked up that rune is the Ingwaz, and it means fertility, sexual sexuality, oh. potential energy, family lines, and ancestry. Kind wow. of works, but I don't know that they did that on purpose, and I don't know that they didn't. But you know, it. Was, it Again. But in the you know we've talked about how the trailers are sometimes just a scene and the trailer from this mm-hmm. <laughs> you you remember Paige oh it, it was just her it was a weird moment that was just awkward in the movie too and then it was her going that's the symbol yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they cut away and did not explain because it. I, I didn't know anything about this movie I didn't know what the what the plot was I, I still a little confused but I, <laughs> I when mm-hmm. I before going into it I had no idea and Beth and Jack had watched it together. And so we kept talking about it and we, we try not to reveal whether or not we like it or don't like it before each other watches it. So they both kept just being like, oh, yep, just you, you got to watch that. And I was just like, what is that movie about? What is it? Because it just looked like a board game. It looked like Jumanji. Like yeah. it just seemed crazy. But the thing is, is like. I like this story of this couple in. I don't know. I'm picturing it in the 40s or 50s, you know, despite the fact that I don't know. Yeah. Again, this movie would have had to have come out in 2006 for that to stand a chance. But I like this idea of a couple meeting up secretly at a night market. That's romantic. And that's the kind of thing a lot of these movies have been missing lately. Very romantic. And this movie in general, we've talked about it. I brought it up a lot, but it had a lot of the visuals that I've been looking for. It had it did. Christmas lights. It had garlands. It had real snow. Mm-hmm. It had wood and it had different environments and it had mahogany and it had like, it had amber. It had it, the color tones of the movie. You picture this and then you picture under the Christmas sky and it's mm-hmm. like, you've got <laughs> yeah. gray and white and then you've got like, deep maroon and green and you know a, a glowing amber christmas light i really i oh. liked i liked that about this movie mm-hmm. and that like it kicked off into that and so like i was kind of okay with a lot that was going on in it because of the fact that it was just pretty mm-hmm. yeah i would actually say that the some some i mean it borrowed a lot of aesthetics and a lot of ideas and concepts and stuff but i will say that the 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 sort of fantastical environment of some of this movie does stick with me yeah yeah mm-hmm. i also found the actress i've never seen her in any of these before i don't know if she's been in any of them before but i found her to be pretty normal and charming and then later she got so pouty mm-hmm. and so petulant that i didn't like her anymore mm-hmm. but at first i was kind of like oh okay this is a little bit refreshing like she seems a little bit more real and human Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think I got that. I thought that in the trailer, but not not long into the movie did I not think that. Well, but, yeah, she yeah, it got was more when she was entitled. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. So let's finish the the, the way that because this this movie has a structure that's clear and that we can easily riff on once we get to it, but <laughs> it has to get through this insanity first. So after they do the circle where they decide, okay you go cover this thing because there's nothing else going on in the world. So you go cover this thing. She says, Actually, this is a big seller for the post, even though she just heard about it. <laughs> well, she And she tells uh, Mark to do it, actually. And he he hates, every, every, you know, Chris, Christmas and love and anything that's not war, basically. Humbug. He, he has covered some really gritty stuff. 
He doesn't want to do a fluff piece. Yeah, well, he keeps talking about the military. It's a brand new convention I've never seen before. He keeps talking. <laughs> yeah, he keeps talking about covering war and stuff, which is mm. so. That's what he wants to do. It's, he wants to be not in the Hallmark movie. Talk um, to Andy Anderson and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days about that. <laughs> so, um, uh, so after that happens, she, you know, she's she's come up with this story. Um, uh, what's her name? Leah. She's come up with this story, but she doesn't. She's not getting. She's not been given it because she's a copywriter, not a journalist. Um, no matter so what they she have thinks. to go together. So actually, no. She goes into the the head office and she says she makes a vague threat. She says, it's, "Oh yeah." Uh, she says, "Well, it's actually my journal." So she's like, "Technically, it's my journal." And when in fact it's not just technical, it yeah, it's is hers. Totally her she journal. So then she is allowed and to- her idea. Yeah, so then she's allowed to also be a journalist and then commences No, a, she's just allowed to tag along She's on allowed her to go on her own dime and on her vacation. And oh, yeah. nobody said she was a journalist except, except her. her at the end. A lo- oh, more than just at the end. She said it a few times. Oh, did she? Yes. Many. Oh, um, well, we've times. all heard that So they thing. Then there's a travel montage, and during the travel montage, she wakes him up while he is oh. dead asleep. Oh, that was train. so rude. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, to com- to just basically illustrate to the audience that their approaches are going to be different, um, but then begins the meet the yeah she's the- going to be a real pain in the ass and he's going to be pretty <laughs> chill about it. Then begins the real the actual plot I guess, which is that they get to France and he's trying to sleep because no one will because let he's him. pretty hot and really sleepy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then they start investigating, trying to find out who F the person who signed the painting and wrote the journal is and who his love was and the very first step that she takes to do this is that she uh wanders while he's asleep she wanders around the christmas market absolutely tripping on jet lag not and not <laughs> even trying to pronounce any french words Bonjour. and she goes chocolate uh, chocolate <laughs> yes <laughs> and she, she can't and she then can't. and then she just insanely runs up to a guy who's holding an easel Thinking yeah. maybe he's the guy. So wait, I have something to say yeah. about the bonjour. We. <laughs> this is we, important. It is important because I looked it up. This we were waiting to reveal this to you, Paige. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I watched the whole movie without telling you. Oh my it god. It was very hard to hold this in. Oh. J. C. Elliot was born in France <gasps> and came to the U.S. when she was twenty-one. What? Yeah. She's that was my reaction. Pretty much French. Then she was on Grey's Anatomy, which probably yeah, that's a what lot she's, of people knew. That, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, she is pretty French. So they could what? have actually had a little more fun with that. She could have just been such a Francophile ever since she yeah. was a child. And she had this journal, which, by the way, was written in English. You? Oh, wow. That didn't even occur to me before. No. This Wait, was handwritten. What? And she knows what the journal says. You had so some was it great ideas in English? for the rewrite. So we'll, we'll yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I'll let, I'll let you ruminate on that. But it, I, I, I was wondering about this. We were wondering about this because there was such inconsistency in the French accents. And I thought, and I looked into this, it was uh, filmed in Rouen, Normandy, on the bank of the Seine. And uh, they all the outside scenes are actually in France mm-hmm. and the inside scenes obviously aren't. So there's kind of, I felt that there was a difference in quality between French accents outside and inside, mm-hmm. um, which made sense when I found that out. But she, we, I thought, well, this must be some kind of intentional decision because the guy is really trying, but she's not. 
but it turns out it was way more intentional. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> this Me. is crazy. Isn't it, isn't also, I don't know if you guys have ever kept a secret from me in this way. <laughs> I know. Well, Imagine I guess how I wouldn't hard know. That was. No, you wouldn't. That's so crazy. You're adopted. What? We'll talk about That's that. That's less later. crazy than what. Th- <laughs> this is. Wow. It's that kind of changes a lot it's for stunning. me about my own life. I don't. I don't understand that. What? <laughs> But they, they they leaned into it too much because prior to looking that up, I had said this is sort of ridiculous because she, you know, first of all, she's leafing through a French-English dictionary. And like let me from tell the you, start, having just lived in Poland for the summer, um, you know, I did. I tried very hard to get functional in Polish, which I, by the way, learned was the third hardest language for English speakers to learn. Mm-hmm. And I sure wasn't leafing through a dictionary. I mean, I was just trying to learn the basics. Well, she goes up and, and asks she when she's getting the hot chocolate, <laughs> she doesn't know how to say chocolat, which was the name of a very famous movie that if she actually you know she says else, chocolat and then stumbles over it and says hot chocolate. Yeah, no, she repeated it after the woman said chocolat. No, she didn't. She she was trying to stumble through it. She had the book in her hand. Oh. And she was trying to stumble through it. And she goes, chocolat, hot chocolate. And yeah. She says that. And then they, the that's like, right. This woman right. is fluent in French. Fluent. And that is how. Yep. Mm, that's where it was a weird choice. And this I, is crazy. I thought this was crazy because I, I really felt Made like. Made me like the actress more too, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. I felt like this. And we talked about this because I, I watched this with Beth. Um, We felt like, you know, this bumbling american people who like these people who are not being respectful of another country's language at all is not a trope that we want to see and no i mean i've been hyper aware of it the whole time i was there i understand that you don't have to speak english but i'm really sorry i can't communicate so and now we know travel mm -hmm. internationally and now we Mm -hmm. know it was insanely intentional Mm -hmm. so yeah so bizarre what like is this as if it's charming to be a fool yeah. Or as if it's charming, charming to not even make an effort. Like, yeah. so, oh my so God, to I, bring, I could go on and on. And I'm sure and that I have. you will. <laughs> and so to, to bring uh, back to where we are in the plot, she she pretty much, there's this 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 kid who we'll talk about more at the end who does not have quite wow, a Wow, because fe- you hate, turned out I'm more okay with the precocious child when she's French. <laughs> she, well, she has quite the thespian French accent. And she keeps- I tried to she, look her up too because my suspicion is that she's British. Eh. Well, so she woke the man up. Everybody wakes him up. Everybody wakes him up. Every no five wonder minutes. he's so, so tired. Rude. Actually, she pounds on the door <laughs> and he says, no, no, merci. You know, like, no. I guess, no, thank you. And she just walks on in. So he could have been saying, no, sits on the bed. girl, I'm, you know, changing my clothes or something. She's walking right on in. And uh, yeah, what was it? Hot chocolate and chestnuts. So eventually yeah. he manages to sleep. And uh, then he wakes up, seemingly rested. Because she comes back. No, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> and he goes outside and finds uh, Leah, who is just literally about to, about to collapse yeah. on the street. Mm-hmm. And he finds her and has the gall to call her Sleeping Beauty um, <laughs> and collects her and brings her in. And then in the morning, they're somehow on the same sleep schedule. And they're having their first breakfast, which is a scene we come back to several times. Yeah. And they're told for the very first time about the gnomes. And as they're being I explained. I see you left no gift for the gnomes last night. I can't wait to oh. appear above your sleeping faces and say that as often as possible <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Oh, no. As they're being explained, he, the guy, this is, again, one of these examples of, of, of 
cultural intolerance. The guy says in response to the the innkeeper and the kid talking about the gnomes, after a while he says, that's about enough of that. <laughs> yeah. So then they go and try to do some real journalism. Yeah, which is which which is when she pulls out the music box from her bag like oh, yeah. Mary Poppins. And then they they go walk up to somebody and then say, "Do the names F and Mafleur mean anything to you?" And then Beth said, "Those are not names, that is a letter and a noun." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they Mafleur. They uh they try real journalism and you actually have this very weird montage where we keep hearing them talking like they're in a police procedural yeah. and, and saying, mind if I have mind if I have a look around? We just yeah. want to ask you a few questions. And they keep doing that, you know, in American English. And um, and then it doesn't get them anywhere. So Weirdly she, enough. So, she's, so she's, she suggests that they try something insane and ridiculous that will never work, uh, and, and which doesn't actually yield results on its own, which is that, they're going to just recreate the night as it was described in the journal step by step. Hmm. But they're really lax about it. Like, you know? Yeah. It just, it also, yeah. to me, that just, the if that was a guy saying that, you'd be like, whoa, creepy. That's insane. It's Why an don't insane we just choice. do what they did? Yeah. Why don't we just dance the way they danced? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. But I think what's great is that she says, you know, she thinks it'll be important and helpful. So she says, even though it's been 70 years, so I don't know that it's going to be the same environment. But <laughs> And yet it is. It is. The street but, musicians are playing. Well, but it also isn't because there's a part where they have to get on a, um, a, a carriage and they can't find one. So they just get on a train. They get on, Yeah, they get on the trolley, <laughs> which and, takes them directly where they need to go, which is where they need to go is to bother a, a woman who is just trying to wrap Christmas presents for her family. Well, that's and... that's the second time uh, that they barter for information. Yep. The first time is the moment from the trailer where they're, he's, you know, they're like, well, this is where they dance. Oh, right. And then, yeah. Because that's when they, that's when they meet. Yeah, and that this is where they, this is where they, di- where she, uh, he dipped her mm-hmm. and says, now dip sort me. Sort of. Yeah. And then says, well, you don't have to kiss me, even though the dip was necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then she realizes in in the dance, I guess, that the the rune, the symbol, is on a nearby stand. And they immediately A assume... bespoke cookie shop <laughs> where he says, I will make the perfect cookie for you. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, they We're as- going to be here for hours. <laughs> they assume that the rune means th- that it's the person who made the stand and not just the uh, the logo of the company, even though there yeah, isn't but why a logo. doesn't it mean... 
It's yep. just two X's. It's almost <laughs> random enough to be. I mean, it's just not. Why couldn't they just have a more unique symbol than that? Or just a word or something a name. Something less creepy, or kind just of. Like it's, something. It's esoteric. A little too esoteric for what this movie's about. Mm-hmm. So then they go to the... They berate that man. They do. And he keeps saying, I don't have time. It's the holiday season. So they keep buying more time by buying more cookies. And then, because <laughs> men don't pay for things in Hallmark movies, he says, yeah. you pay the man. And I was just irked that he bought the whole row of cookies when buying it one once, at a time yeah. was, was working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Same. So it turns out that this guy's grandfather built the stand. And... <laughs> With- uh, which yeah. is crazy i have like i went th- th- this market looked exactly like the one from when i was in spain for christmas <laughs> two years ago yeah. and it's like you know those things that they, they have to put them up and take them down like they're not like just right they're not it's they're not, not still there years by later. the guy who built it yeah and they're not mm. put up by like again that sign <laughs> reeked of a laser jet yeah like it wasn't oh, yes okay. They're just lucky the guy signed everything the same way and put the same symbol on everything. Pretty big. He was keeping no secrets. Yeah. Um, Fifty yards long. And that's the thing is actually up until one scene in this movie, it is implied that this is just an act, you know, accidentally a secret. But at the end, it it kind of turns out he did intentionally kind of make it a treasure hunt in some way, which is very strange. So uh, while they're walking away from the market, they realize um, that they both loved the same. Book doctor about and the maid. The same book about the about P- Petit Marchand. Oh, the doctor and so the maid many and issues the maid and the doctor. Maid and the doctor, doctor and the maid. And the horse. Children are not <laughs> captivated by romances. You know, why not couldn't really. why couldn't she have just loved Madeline books? She's I love, you know, I used to say to you all the time, "Go to sleep, little girls. Thank the Lord you are well." Yeah, because I read now Madeline. Go to books. sleep. Oh, we you said Miss Clavel always but, said bon nuit petit chou to us. Also, we. Oui. But so why couldn't she have just had a? She could have been a francophile because she loved the Madeline books. She could have and, liked France for literally any reason. Exactly. But if they wanted to have a book, I'm always all for bringing books into things. But it could have been that. I mean, why the huge ridiculous co- coincidence of the book being the related to the journal the that she just happened to buy the day they unveiled the painting? I mean, it's just <laughs> it's so tired. I mean, the, this is why the movie is not engrossing because. We don't. It, it's 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 just, not steeped it's just in any personal spoon history. Fed. It's not just spoon. It's spoon fed oatmeal, plain oatmeal. But You're it's not, not spoon feeding me something interesting. It's not steeped in any personal history for her because it's not like she grew up with it. She just bought exactly. it at an antique store. Mm-hmm. So it, there's nothing there except for the storybook. That is the history. Yeah, but again, but that's that's so disparate from what the, that again. Yeah, like but streamline. One yep. thing that we learned that we all learn as writers is like. Yeah, you're going to end up with three characters that need to just be one character. Right. You know, you don't need to have these five scenes. You need to have one really strong scene. Same thing. Just give one object that is meaningful that ties this to that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have five, five things about my floor and yeah, F. But there also yeah. should have been a more specific name, not my flower and, and yeah. stuff. Here's a weird coincidence, though. Let me just let me just add an enriching fact to this. Oh, when they were uh, buying the props for the Wizard of Oz, when they were making the Wizard of Oz in 1930, mm-hmm. I guess eight, because it came out in 1939. Uh, when they were went to a thrift st- store to get outfit things, they picked a jacket for the wizard, and the actor who played him 
reached into the pocket and pulled out a calling card of L. Frank Baum, who wrote The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Wow. So these wild coincidences so do happen. Stranger than fiction. Yeah, exactly. But um, but just but if that's what the movie's about, many of them. Yeah, and and if you're going, but if if the movie is about the coincidence, if it was important, then they should have in the movie addressed the elephant in the room. You know, the this is like, oh my god, what a coincidence! Don't just have us expect to be, you know, buying it. I mean, that's what serendipity is about. I also not because of the movie have serendipity tattooed on my arm because I Mm -hmm. love coincidence mm-hmm. i think it's so magical and so interesting mm-hmm. so it's not that i don't think that i think it's all bullshit it's not that it's not some jaded cynical thing it's just stupid and lazy and the characters can't not notice that it's insane yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly you need them to be like whoa what are the odds of that you know which, I, they, yeah. which they do some, some of these hallmark movies do have them say like gosh it's kind of crazy this happened today, it's like huh? A Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have a lot of self awareness in these these mm-hmm. days. So I mean, they because had the chance. To it do has that. to be um, the the more things you have in something like this that uh, that uh, directly assault your suspension of disbelief, the worse off you are. I mean, the painting in the beginning, you know, uh, you have to imagine in real life if that were if that were to be found, they are implying that it is being unveiled on the strength of the mastery of the craft alone Mm -hmm. because they don't know who did it i mean if you found something like that in the snow or whatever you just think it was from goodwill yeah 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 not that paintings ever originate from goodwill but you would (laughs) (laughs) no yeah you would think this is this is a thing that didn't mean enough to anybody for it to have ever been recorded as with any kind of history it doesn't look like it's a maybe a van gogh or something it's right right it doesn't look like an early version of sunflowers right right so the next uh, thing uh, that happens is that they go to this craftsman and he doesn't really tell them anything. Um, I don't really know how they got to him either, but they, they find him. And because he... people in these movies are always grumpily doing merry things <laughs> like sitting on trains. And so, yeah, I don't know how they got to him either, but they, they get to him. They get to they get to the next lady who they're like, wait, that doorknob looks familiar. Well, this is important, though. They the the legend of the petit, about the petit méchant, the, the legend of it is supposed to be that you know you just basically you go there and you meet your soulmate Mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of people in this town who do believe it and the whole conflict between the two leads is whether or not that makes sense to believe and they this craftsman uh he believes it but he never met his love and then the very next place they go very cute the very next place they go is another person who first of all they have to barter to get time with Uh, they say they'll wrap presents for her if they can talk and they don't don't they don't do that (laughs) But she also believes in the legend, but never met her partner. So no, that... she didn't believe in it. She didn't believe in it. No, I thought she did. No, she says no. I don't believe in it. Not for me. Right, not for me. Well, you can see how it all works out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can see from <laughs> the, the two start. of them are gonna fall in love. Yeah, and they do. Um, and then this leads her to. Oh God. They show up at a dessert shop where they ask about the Eau Claire's. Well, mm-hmm. they don't do that. Very yet confusing. Because they have. Uh, so, so next up, um, after seeing the craftsman, and I actually might have the order of some of this wrong because none of it makes sense and none of it is correlated, so it doesn't matter. Um, she, it finally occurs to her to actually look at the music box, and she finds the name of who is presumably Montfleur on it, and uh, and then she looks up her name and finds a picture of her from the fifties. So now we do have a timeline. It is post-war france mm-hmm. um it, well strictly in the same way that it that now is post-war france too but um 
so then they're like, okay, let's see if we can figure out where this is. And the best way to do that, see where this picture was taken, best way to find out is to get on a carriage ride. But there isn't a carriage, so we'll sit on a train, on a on a trolley. And they do. Oh, I guess that makes the most sense. I guess it makes the most on sense. their way to the trolley, Mark gets attacked by a bunch of children. Oh, oh my gosh. God. And that happens a lot of times, and we'll find out why later. Um, and it's just crazy, and everybody treats it like it's fine. Uh, and when they're on the carriage, they have, oh, just a sparkling romantic conversation where they realize that they both studied nuclear nonproliferation in college, mm. which is it has what? nothing to do with anything. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what they say. And it and for me, it was a huge, a huge moment because I had already theorized that it was post-World War III, and that is... <laughs> That's what you would specialize in. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bizarre. It's, that's the that's preventing nukes from happening. So that was crazy. And then they're like, "What oh. a weird." Yeah, I don't know why. Shoya Noel. So then they're like, "Oh, that's the place where the picture was taken." So they get off the off the tram or the trolley or whatever, and they knock on the door, and that's where the wrapping present scene happens because she's too busy, which they don't actually do. They mm-hmm. get their info, and. I guess then they find out that they need to go to an ice cream shop, which does happen. But before that happens, um, there is this moment with there's this moment with Mark and the kid, and this just this really irked me. Children are basically fairies in Hallmark movies, <laughs> like they exist only to omnisciently and magically advance the plot. And and this is what happens. Providing a lot of wisdom along the way. Yeah, and this is what happens with this kid. Um, other th- and every other kid hits literally hits Mark, but this one kid, <laughs> this one kid, uh, talks to him and basically tells him how he should, I guess, find love. And um, so then they they set out to the ice cream shop, and on their way, he gets assaulted by more children. And it turns out it's because they think he resembles an ancient folkloric man in a cloak who I guess hates Christmas, which he doesn't, which he sure doesn't. This He's m- a tall, hot man, <laughs> and that man is Quasimo- Quasimodo. Yeah, yeah, it's. Not there's not a lot of resemblance. Also, that man is fictional. Correct. There is only a you know, uh, there's a sketch of him that looks a lot like Hogarth's uh, illustrations of the, a Christmas Carol. Very portly, <laughs> you know, mutton chops, etc. I don't know how many cult how many cultural traditions there would be in France in the modern day that allow children to assault people on the street. <laughs> Probably not many. So they go to the ice cream shop. And there they meet a couple who met at the Petit Marchand, one of the couples that fell in love. And, and then they ask the dessert people <laughs> about the eclairs. Mm. The eclairs? We do not have eclairs. <laughs> we have offered you so many other desserts, though, but uh, no eclairs. Now the eclairs. That scene doesn't happen, but it should because it would be confusing. <laughs> Which would it be right at home in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so that couple, they're very deeply in love and actually probably the most convincing depiction of love I've ever seen in Hallmark. As he says, they seem like the real deal. They sound like they're going to say there's at one point where they say, and that's where we, and I <laughs> really sounded like they were going to, made love. That's what, that's what, that's not the thought, that person I thought too, um, it w- which would make sense. So then they end up at a church uh, where they have to search behind a rock. Yeah, and I wasn't real clear on how they got I there. I did not get no, it. No, but oh, then okay. they're there, and then that one of the things that happens then is like one of my least favorite things, where she she has started to piece together something, mm-hmm. and so then she go makes him go through the whole song and dance of like, what else does glace mean? And he's like, I think we all know it means ice cream, and she's like, 
yeah, but what else does it mean? He's like, well, it means ice cream. And she's like, yeah, but what else? And then it just goes on and on. And then he, she like <laughs> slowly pulls a dictionary out and he looks it up and he's like, mirror. And it's like, if you, if that was there, why didn't you just go? Wouldn't, if you're on yeah. treasure hunt, and you're looking under ice cream all over the place. <laughs> Wouldn't you like look under a mirror before you look under ice cream? Well, yeah, because they asked some of some French people like, "What is the most common form of glace?" and 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 then they were like, "But they at no point were like, what about in this context?" Yeah, what about if someone were to say, "Look under the glace," they'd be like, well, "Yeah, look under the ice look cream." Under the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but then they go and then they look, then they spot a TJ Maxx mirror. <laughs> Above yeah. uh, an altar of candles that were lit for deceased, lost a, loved ones. A mirror that was in no way affixed to the wall. No. And this is where it turns out that it was an intentional mystery, I guess, by F. And um, Mr. F, too. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> she needs to. So they they won't ask the priest. So instead, but they, they just... will distract the security guard. And how do they do it? Honey. How they do... pretend to be together. And then she goes and says, hey, could... Could you just tell me a little bit more about this this nativity scene? I, I don't I don't know who any of these people are. What's, who are these? What's that? Are that's a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> is who's a real that? Line. Well, that's I know that's still well, that's Jesus and that's Mary, but but who's that? That's, well, that's also Joseph. a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's left, and I don't know why she was the one to go distract. Like it, they should have. It's her. It's her thing. Yeah. So she should have been the one to be looking, but she's not. So he starts looking at a snail's pace with no urgency whatsoever. He's just like peeling rocks back from this church's. I mean, this place is going to fall down. And then he finds this note that is like, she did not show up. She never came. She broke my heart. Why did he leave that there? Right. It could have been a note to her. You didn't come. And so I gave up. The yeah. number of coincidences that had to happen just for that for all of those things to be in the same condition they were when he left them there in 1955. Mm-hmm. That and alone no is care, too much. For no one to care, and why, why would they, and everything. And so then, and so then he doesn't tell Le- Leia, Leah, yeah, he doesn't Leah. tell her because he doesn't want to break her heart as he explains to the fairy princess eight-year-old who wants to be a reporter who's French back at the, back at the inn. He explains, I didn't want to break her heart. And she's like, why not? And then... <laughs> It's just, it's, and yeah, then he, he can, and then he decides to break her heart later. Well, and he then, goes, he goes back and he confesses to the child, and then he confesses to her, and she's all mad. Yeah, ten-year-olds or eight-year-olds can famously keep a secret, so yeah, de- definitely tell her first. Then there's this scene that again just boggles the mind, where he's packing up his stuff and he starts actually openly yelling at the gnomes, and oh, then yeah. it turns out. That and he didn't know this. The child is listening and starts speaking from the gnomes' perspective oh. to him. It does me all along. Yeah, and then she says it's her all along, and I don't know, gives him more mystic advice, and uh, and Leah calls her mom, and it turns out that her entire perception. Yeah, she's of romance, like, I just want to show you the Christmas market before I gotta go home. <laughs> she's like, I failed, mom. Well, it turns out that her entire perspective on love and ro- relationships and romance and everything she's ever been doing has been completely informed. And we did find this out earlier because she said this at the beginning, and it wasn't news to the mom then. Uh, has been in- completely informed by how perfect she thought her mom's relationship with her dad was. And her mom chooses that moment then to say to this, you know, 35-year-old woman, 
I never mentioned, but actually he was a dick sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I never mentioned, but it wasn't perfect the whole time. And she's like, really? Also, the, the she has five, she has four siblings, which is crazy. It made me realize how rarely they have multiple siblings in this in these movies. Mm-hmm. That's well, it. So, That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> so it turns so it turns out, um, you know that that was all the in, all the inspiration she needs. She goes. I know way the down the other is. way. She goes well, yeah, that's true. But she goes way down the other way and realizes she's like, well, I mean, shit. Uh, if <laughs> she's like, if if dad wasn't perfect, then I could literally be with anybody. This guy will do. <laughs> yeah. And so she goes down to come. I don't know, get married to him or whatever. And she comes. She comes down, and he has set up a whole bunch of gnomes that he would he oh wishes to use to apologize. Mm-hmm. And he. Does. Beth, Beth said when we were watching that she's like, "Are those in lieu of rose petals?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, leading to his his bed and him lying there yeah, with a, a loincloth on, or like with a, a gnome, with a gnome over, over yeah. his penis. <laughs> that that functionally is what they're used for. Is yeah. that a gnome, or are you just happy to see me? Yeah. And then he comes in oddly from the same direction. Are she you ent- just you <laughs> to see me? He comes. In, he <laughs> he enters from the same direction that she did, so he he was behind her and. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he, bri- and he brings her the music box, which he's fixed. And it is playing a song that she recognizes as a song that the accordion player Busker also plays. And what is it? Farmer in the Dell? Yeah. I mean, like- yeah. Well, so it means whatever. What it means is that, as we as we all know, only one song can be played by only one person. That's that's how it all works. Like we yeah. each of us, we all have our songs. Every All you listeners, you all have your own individual songs that only you can play. So... Everybody that, has their own theme tune. Yeah, that no one else could ever play. So know that man. So they find him, and thus begins the narration again at the end, where mm-hmm. she explains that love is not love is not always a fairy tale, but sometimes it it basically is. Yeah, but it turns out that that man is the guy yeah. is Miss Mr. F. And he Mr. just F. and yeah. he just got with someone else at some point in the last seventy years, a sculptor, and. Yeah. <laughs> She's right there. She's there. And yeah. And he is the one who hurled things into the snow. And that wrapped up so damn fast. It was shocking. Yeah. And well, they were also very disappointed and saying, well, shame we're not going home with a story. And and Beth, you remember. Like, That's a story. You yeah, found you, him. Yeah. That, but, no, no, no. Before, before that happened, before they found him, <laughs> they were like, well, this isn't a story. And you were like, it's still a story. Right. You found <laughs> his letters. Yeah. Right. You know what you, happened, and you went with a person. There's a lot. It's a, it was enough to make a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just because it's not a happy ending doesn't mean the news won't run it. That's for sure. Certainly so, not. <laughs> so it's it's crazy, and yeah, then it just sort of ends. Yes, it does. <laughs> so what did you guys think of this? Joyeux movie? no more movie. Joyeux Noel. Uh. What did what did you guys think, Paige? What did you think? Well, like I said, I liked this movie from the, like the perspective of like what I need out of a Hallmark movie, which is like uh, it was really pretty and the people didn't piss me off. They were they were well, she wasn't great in the end, but like yeah. he, I liked him. I thought he was cool. He was funny. He yeah. had some charm. He, he had some funny one liners. Um, don't remember him now. Uh, but he, he, ha- there was some humor there and she was, she was all right. She, she was, she was okay. <laughs> In keeping with, um, how Beth says, uh, sometimes dispenses the criticism that a, a movie is a Yule log or, <laughs> or that Hallmark movies are, are Yule logs. 
Well, not a criticism, but you know. I think I said that the other oh, day. Was it you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I said it was like you having a Yule log on. It, Hallmark Hallmark movies being like Yule logs, as we've discussed. Um, I really felt like she was shockingly wooden throughout. <laughs> Um, I didn't need it to be, I didn't need it to be much more than that from a perspective of like, it was nice to have on. It didn't, it didn't actively feel, I think that that's the problem is that some of them actually, you put them on thinking they're going to look and feel like this movie. And then you're like, what am I doing in a high school basement? (laughs) Or like, what am I doing at like this space that was empty and uh, completely blank walls until the set designers got here? That thin bowling alley carpet really has no place in my yeah, no, it's idyllic just, Christmas. That's the thing is that sometimes you can just tell that like something was not festive and then people had to throw it together in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. And like this place felt like it felt nice and escapist and charming. And like if you're just in a pinch and you're sick and you don't mind falling asleep to something or you're cooking and you just want to have on a nice Christmas movie and you don't really want to watch something you've already seen. It's great. It's fine. I think like, yeah, I mean, it is. Did I like it from that perspective? Yeah. Like. Do I like it? Is it my new love? Actually, no. <laughs> well, I'd really like to see this actress specifically um, in another one of these movies. I thought that she seemed intelligent. I, th- I felt like I didn't like the character that much. I, you know, I didn't like how entitled she was about, well, I'm a journalist. Mm. But I felt... She took to that quick. I, yeah. Um, yeah. But I just... I, I, I liked. I liked that she you know, was less conventionally plastic. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested in her, especially now that I know that she's basically French. <laughs> I would like to see her in a, a movie where she speaks French. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered a line I liked of his, which was at the, at the end of the church when he says, hey, uh, honey, are you ready to, you ready to hang out? Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that's not like funny writing no, it's, it's just weird but that, yeah but I, I like it felt I like noti- that actor and i, I liked know, that. i noticed that too i did i also thought that was weird That's yeah funny. so what about you jack oh what did i like it i mean I, no yeah <laughs> it's no that time travel movie that i don't remember but you guys say i love oh you loved that movie. oh um, yeah with ryan pavey apparently you did love it i you don't remember it. it um but this this was this was not it had a lot of pieces that actually, I mean, uh, contrary to some of the ones that we've watched recently, it, it had a, a setup for a pretty solid plot. If you just change the stakes and change the, the method and the actors and the sets and everybody just changed everything. No, I mean, it, it was really it, it like a lot of parts of it really worked. I like that it was on location. That's pretty mm-hmm. rare for Hallmark. So that was nice. I love a scavenger hunt. Yeah. You know, and I wish that I had been able to follow this one better. It should have been a grandfather or something. Yeah, I mean, been... I think yeah, there the... should have been more stakes, more personal stakes for one thing. She might have been able to have more pieces. Maybe she shouldn't have been a journalist and he should have been the journalist that was assigned to help her do this, which is still would have been crazy. nice to just give her some power and let her have it. I think that, you know, the next section that we do is the the how do you fix it? We've yeah. already kind of done it the whole time we've talked about it. I think that, yeah, trim some of the, the coincidences in the beginning. And then just really tighten up this treasure hunt. Just trim, just make it really streamlined, really distinct, really succinct. And, and then it's done, which is so easy, which is because I don't think that there's anything wrong with this movie. I just think that like, yeah, it would have been better to not have him be like a gruffled, like sort of. Well, the very tired convention of like, I'm a serious journalist. I cover war. I don't want to cover 
I don't but, know. How, I don't know how many times the word war needed to be in this movie, yeah. but like, I, how many times did the phrase nuclear non-proliferation yeah. need to be in this movie? <laughs> but that's the thing. I think that like just things needed to be streamlined, and it feels to me like something. It's just like something that went through a lot of iterations, and a lot of it got left over, and mm-hmm. nobody with fresh eyes read it before it got, you know, before it it had to be made, which makes sense because they probably had to put go through all those iterations before filming, mm-hmm. and that probably had to happen fast. So I think that that's the only thing that I would do to this movie because otherwise I think I thought it was I liked being in, in the space of this movie. Yeah. yeah, I would like um it if Sophie hadn't been such a brat. That's the child who was you know mm. banging on the door and all that stuff, and she was. Yeah, I and have nothing to... better to do with her entire with all of well, her time. And that the mother <laughs> just... oh she's eight. What is there better for her to do? I thought you were fine. The mother stood by. <laughs> gazing wanly and proudly at her as she interrupted and <laughs> put salt in her guest's coffee and stuff. That oh, was yeah. some bullshit. Tied his boots together. That's I, a lawsuit waiting that's to happen. Not, that's not how you run a proper hotel. I do agree with you there. No, this yeah. this is ridiculous. I never... Can you imagine how I would have reacted with you guys if you had been so precocious and interrupty and... Blah. I mean, you know, it's just... It, you don't... I don't know. If I were staying in a hotel and I was paying, you know... At no point did the the proprietress say, "Oh, we have become like family together." I'm not going to bill you. Yeah. Then, then okay. Then dump your salt coffee and make another cup. Let, let your kid break into my room and wake me up when I I have explicitly expressed I need to sleep. Yeah. For my work, because this is a business trip. No yeah. one's letting me sleep. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah, I I think I think it's it's it had a lot of good bones. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. I would like to see more. They did. They've done Christmas in Rome with Lacey Chabert, which I loved. Yeah, and I love when they do the on location stuff. It's so pretty. The Vienna yeah. one um, was also really Vienna. There was another one in France. Ah, oh, yeah, with Lacey Chabert. Something. It had chocolate. They love in the to title. send her out of the country. Mm. <laughs> well, I love Lacey Chabert. It's a beautiful oh, town. She's my favorite. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very pretty movie, and that's that's a lot of what a Hallmark movie should be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah. So I wouldn't turn this off. If I'm flipping around, that's on. Then I would have just, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, this wouldn't be like, oh my God, I can't, I cannot with this one again. Right. So So speaking of flipping around. Well, that brings us to our social media. You can follow us on uh, Instagram at Nameless Best Friends. And then you can find our other Instagrams from there. And uh, that'll pretty much take you to everything else. Uh, If you want to find our Patreon uh, it's on there. Please rate us and review us. Well, maybe don't review. We're 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 delicate, but if you want to leave a nice review, that's great. Yeah, um, a high rating would be fantastic. yeah. High rating. Yeah. Wait. 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 Don't give us one star. Yeah. 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 Give just us good stuff. We need to get our feet off the ground. Otherwise, if you don't like us, just just go away. But <laughs> but um. For some reason, downloading makes a difference. So. Yeah. Download. Really share it with your friends, and we really need uh just ears on us, basically. Yeah. So always. That's what we've always needed. Yeah. <laughs> People who just will pay just attention to, to us. us. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So keep keep uh, keep an eye out on our Instagram and everything. We're gonna have a lot more episodes coming up soon as we ramp into the actual holiday season. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna have more energy as soon as that November first hits tomorrow. As soon as I feel we're like not I'm gonna on our way to a Halloween party. Yeah, we are on our way to a Halloween party. It'll be easier to get into the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, All right, for well uh, happy holidays and ciao for now. Bye. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.